بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا من بعد today inshallah we speak about the brief history of one of the greatest of the ansar sahaba of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam his name was amr ibn al jamu radiyallahu he was the head of uh, the banu salama and uh, he was very well known and very highly respected uh, in the ayyam uh, al in the time of the ignorance and uh, he was known to be one of the most generous and one of the bravest people in the city now one of their their custom was uh, the custom of the people was that the leader of the tribe or prominent people like this they used to keep an idol in their house uh, so like a personal idol which they which they used to pray to other people would go to wherever the central idol of the temple was but these, these people would have so uh, sayyidina amr ibn al-jamu radhiyallahu had his own idol that was called manat in his in his house and he used to worship that and he used to make sacrifices to it and so on and it was made of uh, of wood and uh, very 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 expensive wood and you know he spent a lot of time uh, making it and polishing it and perfuming it and so on now he was uh, about 60 years plus when uh, musa ibn umar radhiyallahu came to madina so he was an elderly man and uh, He had three sons, uh, Mu'ad, Khallad, and Mu'awad. All three became Muslim through Musab ibn Umayr radiallahu anhu. His wife also, her name was Hind, she also became Muslim. And uh, one of the friends of his sons was the famous Sahabi Mu'ad bin Jabal radiallahu anhu. Now all this happened but Amr uh, he had no idea about this. He didn't know what was going on. In his, in his house his children have become Muslim, wife has become Muslim. He didn't know. So but he knew that he saw people were come, coming to Islam and so on and uh, his wife she loved him very much and she respected him very much. And she became very concerned that almost everybody in Medina has become, in Yathrib has become Muslim except my husband. And if he dies, then what happens? He goes into the hellfire. So he, she used to pray and she was concerned about that. Now, during this time, after some time, obviously, even he would have realized that something is happening in the city. And uh, so he uh, called his wife and he said, Be careful that your children do not come into contact with this man. And the man is Musab ibn Umar radiallahu. So she said, sure, I, I, I obey you. But uh, do you want to listen to your son Mu'ad? 
and ask him about this man, Musab ibn Amir, because he has, Muad has met him. So he said, what? You people, you, you are meeting people like this without telling me and so on and has Muad left our religion? So his wife said, no, no, he has not left the religion. But he attended some of the meetings and he has memorized some of the teachings. And uh, so, you know, why don't you listen to him? So he called him. He called Muad. And he said to him, tell me, what, what is this man preaching? So Ma'ad bin Amr, radiallahu anhu, he recited Surah Al-Fatiha. He said, this is what he is preaching. So he recited Surah Al-Fatiha. Now when he, when uh, Amr ibn uh, Amr radiallahu anhu, when he heard Surah Al-Fatiha, he said, how perfect are these words? He said, how beautiful are these words? And he says, uh, is everything he says equally beautiful? Is it like this? So his son, his son said, yes, it is very beautiful. I mean, do you want to, uh, you know, do you want to accept Islam? Do you want to give your allegiance to him? Uh, so please do that. And all your people have done it. He says, the whole of your tribe has become Muslim except you. Now he was silent for a while. And then he said, no, I have to consult my idol, Manat. So the, the sons and all said, look, that is only a piece of wood. What can that idol tell you? He said, no, no, no I, that's not true. I have to consult. I, I will not do anything until I consult, uh, consult Manat. So he went and he talked to his idol, but nothing happened. That night, uh, so he, he didn't get any, any, what they used to do, they used to actually, there would be some old woman, they had some lady there, but she would be sitting behind the idol and she would talk. So she would get this, like a fit or something and she would, you know, speak on behalf of the idol. So this woman that day, the woman was not there or whatever it was, so then <laughs> there was no reply. <clears throat> So he said, maybe he's, he's talking to the idol now. He says, you know, maybe you are angry with me or something. So I will lead, you know, leave you for a few days for the anger to go away. And I will come back after a few days. So now the sons realized to the extent to which the father was devoted to the idol. So in the night they went and took this idol and threw it in a pit. Some refuse pit was there. So they threw the idol into that. So next morning the father came and he says, there's no idol. So what happened to the idol? So he went to search all over. He found the idol in this pit. So he got very angry. He said, who threw it and what? Obviously nobody said anything. So he pulled it out and he cleaned it and washed it and perfumed it and put it back in the place. And uh, then he said, I will, you know, if I find out who it is, I will punish them. I will. He did all that. That night the sons took the idol and threw it again. So this happened two or three times. And the father got very angry. Finally one day, the, he, he rescued this idol and brought it back. And then he, when he brought it back and put everything, he took his sword and he put the sword around the neck of the idol. And he said, anybody comes to harm you, kill them with the sword. You know, my sword is here. You kill them with the sword. So, <laughs> what is going to happen? Oh, wood is wood. So in the night, <laughs> these boys came, his sons came and they threw the idol and the sword. So next day he came and he realized what is what is happening. So he accepted Islam. He went to he went to uh, meet Musab ibn Umar and accepted Islam. Now uh, 
this is the thing you know when when you come to islam i think it is uh, ibn al qayyim rahmatullah he said that it is a sign of the mercy of allah subhanahu wa taala that he makes you remember your sins over and over again yeah it's a sign of the mercy of allah like we know inshallah if you commit a sin and sincerely if you and we if we make istighfar then we know and we have complete and total yakin inshallah that allah subhanahu wa taala forgives it so khalas that sin is over it's not there but uh, ibn khaim rahmatullah said that allah makes you remember he reminds you of those not because he is not forgiven because that keeps you on the right track and then we keep on seeking forgiveness again and again you know so this is something it's a, it's a very good thing so that was happening to him so he remembered now that 60 years whatever it was 65 years something has gone only in idol worship so what will happen to me even though he knows that you know once you come to islam your sins are forgiven and you have got only good deeds but this was the this is a sign of iman this is a sign of the sweetness of iman uh that this happens so he used to he used to weep before allah subhanahu wa taala he used to make a lot of istighfar uh, he gave he was a wealthy man so he used to give a you know all his wealth he gave in charity and so on and then came the time for the battle of uhud so he saw his sons three sons preparing to go in the battle of uhud putting on their armor and so on so he said bring my armor i am also going so the sons pleaded with him they said our father you are old you are weak uh, there is no need for you to go we are going and uh, you know you are excused you need not go he said no i have to go he uh, he got angry he went to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he complained he said my sons are not letting me uh, go and i want to go and they keep uh, trying to keep me away from this uh, goodness and uh, i want to i want to meet allah i want jannah i am old but i you know i i can i can fight and if allah wishes i will get shahada so rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said let him leave him alone let him go if whatever allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wishes for him inshallah so when the time came to uh, go uh, he met his wife he bid farewell to his wife and he turned towards the qibla and he made dua and he said oh allah give me shahada and do not bring me back to my family with my hopes broken i am hoping for shahada do not bring me back to my family with my hopes broken give me shahada this was the dua that he made and uh, he uh, he was partially lame in one leg but uh, in the battle he was right in the front literally hopping with you know because one leg is not working properly and finally his son khalad was very close to him he was trying to protect his father and finally uh, both the father and the son fell on the battlefield and they both allah subhanahu wa taala gave both of them shahada within minutes of each other radiyallahu anhu wa radha the purpose here is that and again rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said in one hadith he said if a person has the the uh, genuine desire for shahada and ask allah subhanahu wa taala allah will give him that daraja even if he does not die in a battle anywhere so alhamdulillah this is the the the, the heart of the muslim is to 
spend everything in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, including his own life, which is at the end of the day it belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, at the end of the day it belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the, the beauty of Islam is that we love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over and more than anyone and anything else. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبَّ لِلَّهِ Allah said, the believers are those who love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more than anyone or anything else. And that is the thing that we should hold ourselves to. This is the standard. وَصَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَى نَبِيِّ الْكَرِيمُ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ بِرَحْمَةِ كَارْهُمَ الرَّحِمِينَ وَالْحَمْدُ